EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we are pleased to present a selection of songs from our own producer, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, for two years I've been dating Fiona, a beautiful, intelligent woman. We rekindled our former high school romance at our 10-year class reunion. I am totally devoted to this relationship, even though she is unhappily married with two children. I know with patience she will ask for divorce, and I'm fine with that. However, the other day, Jerry Lipschitz, a mutual classmate of ours, unaware of my involvement with Fiona, told me he saw her affectionately holding hands and nuzzling with some other guy at a diner in the next town over. Well, Granny Ada, this is too much. How do I handle her cheating on me? I don't know what to do about our upcoming trip to the Poconos. I reserved a champagne room for two, including chocolates and free HBO. Should I tell her husband she is a two-timing hussy? Why should I be the only one who gets hurt? Is it time for Fiona to fess up? What do you think? Heartbroken in Hoboken. Dear Hoboken, how delightful having an affair with a woman who is cheating on you. Not only is Fiona a three-timing hussy, but you, dear, are a mean-spirited fool. You want to tattle to her husband with two children that his wife is cheating on him with you and some other guy. You didn't seem to give a darn about this ill-fated relationship before. Your ego is certainly bigger than your conscience. Time to get some big-boy pants, grow up, and get out. Her dim-witted husband has enough problems to sort out without you giving your righteous two cents. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada.
anybody home? I'm right here, Beulah, doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, well, thank you so much. I have Stefan with me. Is that all right with you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is such a surprise. It is a pleasure to finally meet the famous Judge Stefan Boulanger. Indeed, madame. The pleasure is all mine. It is nice to put a face with a lovely voice over the Internet. <laughs> Why, thank you. We both came over here to get your feedback on these pictures. Pictures? Oh, from the world trip you were on? No, the pictures we took of my house. Images are vital to sales. Oh, I can't believe you're moving. Have you even found a new place? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, we did. Show her, Stefan. Voila. Uh, this is a boat. A two-story, seven-foot houseboat. You're buying a houseboat? Yes. And using it in the winter here up north? Yes. Well, Stefan thinks we can. Many people do this in Manhattan with shrink-wrapping bubblers. And since Stefan has a captain's license, he knows a thing or two about vessels. I was an admiral for the U.S. Navy stationed in France. For the United States Navy? Remember, Brie, I was born in the United States. At the age of two, I moved to France with my parents. I see. And where is this boat? Well, right now it's in Manhattan. We're going to renovate it and then bring it closer to home. Huh. Well, I, I genuinely don't know what to say. Remember I told you my wanting to start a small restaurant with the two jackpots I won on the cruise? Well, yes. Well, by selling my home and the winnings, I can do that. Wait. Wait. You mean the houseboat is going to be a restaurant? Now she is catching on. Yes, and until the renovations, inspections, and all are completed, I will be staying with Stefan in his beach home in Rumson, New Jersey. Rumson? It's about 20-minute commute by train or ferry to the east side of Manhattan. Most of the year I rent it to tourists, but now I have a reason to stay in it myself, with Beulah. Stefan still has to travel back and forth from here to Lille, France, but this arrangement is ideal because the Newark airport is nearby and accessible by train. Well, it sounds ambitious, but doable, I suppose. A houseboat restaurant. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Oh, the kitchen is the most important part for me. I need to make sure I can put in the best commercial appliances. I see. Next week we meet with an investment banker. A personal friend of mine. Yes, and a business consultant, another friend of Stefan's. Well, you sound like you have all your ducks in a row. Funny you should say that, Bree. What do you mean? Did you look at the email I sent you? No, not yet. <laughs> well, go take a second look. Okay. Um, inbox. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> a recipe for gnocchi skillet with marinated duck meatballs and tomatoes. <laughs> this doesn't sound wonderful as usual. One of Stefan's favorites. Ah, yes. I love marinating meats of all kinds of meats, but game meats need an extra boost. Marinating meats for at least 12 hours makes the meat more flavorful and tender. I see you marinated the duck meat in wine. Yes, I like wine for duck better than beer. It gives it a zestier flavor. 
It's also nice to have a bottle of nice Western Cape Cabernet like uh, Rhino Black to drink with this dish as well. The combination of flavors and textures of this recipe are divine. Gnocchi, tomatoes, and spiced duck, basil, and parmesan makes a cozy, satisfying meal. Beulah, look at the light. The light? Yes, the sun is shining on your house just right. Oh, the pictures of the house in this lighting would be lovely. Bree, we should go. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad for both of you. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Don't forget to post the gnocchi skillet with marinated duck for your listening audience on my recipe bar. I shall, Beulah. Bye. Au revoir, mademoiselle. Bye, and thank you, and happy photo-taking. Or something like that. Well, 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 well. A houseboat restaurant. Hmm. Interesting. And the fact that Beulah is moving in with Stefan. Always an adventure. Well, the skillet dish looks like a nice comfort food anyway. You can't go wrong with marinated duck and gnocchi, that's for sure. And I have now posted it on Beulah's Recipe Bar. You can find this and all of Beulah's other amazing recipes exclusively on our app. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. And download yours today. Hey, Johnny, what are you doing here? Wearing green. St. Patrick's Day is over. I'm here relieving the memory of the parade. Why, you got a problem with that? No, Johnny. No, I ain't got no problem with that. It's just... Just what? Spit it out, soda jerk. Nothing, Johnny. Nothing at all. Forget it. You don't think I belong here? Is that it? I didn't say that, Johnny. Everyone belongs here. Honest. Except me, right? Is that it? Everyone except me? No, Johnny. Everyone, even if you're not... Not what? I said forget it, Johnny. Leave it alone. Irish, is that it, huh? Drinking, Johnny. I was going to say drinking. There, I said it. Everyone belongs here, even if they ain't drinking. You're not drinking, are you, Johnny? Because if you aren't, and you want to, I can get something for you to drink. Here, you can have mine, Johnny. Here, you can have it. No, kid, I'm not drinking. The parade's been over for days, so there's no need to drink anymore. You got that? Sure, Johnny, I got it. I got it. For as long as I live, I swear. Yeah, and don't you forget it neither, kid. You hear me? I won't forget nothing, Johnny. You hear me? Of course I hear you. You just screamed it in my ear, Johnny. In my ear. Ah, I think I'm deaf now. Ah, Johnny, what am I going to do? I see your lips moving, but I don't hear nothing coming out. I'm scared, Johnny. I'm really scared. That's because I wasn't saying nothing. I was licking my lips, so shut up so you can hear what I say next. Look, I don't care how bad things get for you, you hear me? Of course you can hear me. You know why? Because you ain't deaf, that's why. And I'm going to stay in this spot till next year's parade, and ain't you or nobody else going to stop me. I'm going to be in that parade, too. How do you like them apples? Sure, Johnny, sure. The parade. What are you going to do in the parade? You in the marching band? I'm on a float, jerk. But, Johnny... If you're on a float, they're going to make you wave to the crowds. You know that, don't you? You're not a waver, Johnny. Not anymore, you ain't. That's right. I'm not a waver. And I'm never going to be one, you hear? I'm getting up there, and I'm not waving. To nobody. 
Ah, oh, Johnny, what happened to you? You used to be such a good kid. What happened, huh? Where'd you go wrong? I remember a time when you used to wave. To the mailman, when he delivered your decoder ring. You teach you every morning before class. You even waved to the police when they carted your dad away from public intoxication to St. Patrick's Day Parade when you were five. I remember all that. You remember, Johnny? Waving? I remember. But I got ways of forgetting about things. What kind of things you forgetting about, Johnny? Decoder rings, that's what. Did you lose yours, Johnny? I still have mine, and I'll give it to you if it makes your life better. All you gotta do is ask, and it's yours. Just ask me, Johnny. I threw my decoder ring in the garbage, and I don't need yours, you hear? I got other things. Oh, make me beg, Johnny. I'm in the dark. I don't deserve the dark. What things, Johnny? I got a kazoo, that's what. And me and some of my friends are playing them in the float. And you know what that means, don't you? No, Johnny. I don't know what that means. You got to tell me that, too. It means I'll be in a kazoo band, and I won't have to wave. And nobody. Nobody. Sure, Johnny, sure. And I'll be there to see you, too. You'd like that, huh, Johnny? Yeah, I'd like that. But just don't think I'll be looking for you. No, Johnny. I won't even look at you when I see you. I'll be watching, so don't try anything. Hey. You gonna be all right, Johnny? Sure, kid. I'll be all right. As long as Erin goes bra, like she always has, I guess I'll see you around next year, kid. Yeah, sure, Johnny. See you around. I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction. The beginning of this song that you just heard is called Flicker of Light. It is the first full-length song I had ever written. came to me in an instant. I was swimming. There was light coming through the window, and the light was flickering on the wall, and I thought of the melody. My life was going round in circles, and the song just came to me naturally. I hope you understand what I was feeling when I wrote this flicker of light. I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction, up and down in all my memories. There are times that I remember going forth and finding my way. What was there that I had long ago? Why can't I just turn around? Where is my next journey? When do I get my rewards? When do I come home? I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction, up and down in all my memories. When do I come home? 
Lord, I just turn around. Where is my next journey? When do I get my rewards? When do I come home? I've been going round in circles, back and forth in no direction. Tell me when I'll find my way back home. Thanks for coming along to the grocery store, Nathan. <laughs> you haven't done this for years. Yeah, I thought it'd be nice to see what I've been missing out on all this time. It's the same every week. Same food on the same aisles, and the same employees, and the same customers. You haven't missed much. I know, Nancy. It's one of the reasons I wanted to get married, so I wouldn't have to come to the grocery store anymore. What? Well, it's not the only reason. Just one of the reasons. One of my many romantic and love-filled reasons, honey. Oh, the things you learn after 20 years of marriage. Oh, wow, look, a pipe's leaking all over the produce. Maybe we better let someone know. <laughs> Nathan, that's how they keep the produce fresh these days. I guess it really has been a long time since you've been here. Yeah, there's a whole new world of adventure waiting for me here in the modern grocery store. I can't wait to see what's next. Did you know you can order ahead at the deli now? You mean you don't have to take a number and wait in line anymore? I used to hate that. I'd get behind some old lady who'd get 12 different items and want to taste test each one. Well, that lady is still here. But if you order ahead, you don't have to stand in line behind her anymore. Ah, they're making great progress here. This could actually be a reasonably pleasant experience now. Soon you'll be wanting to do this every week, and I can stay home and watch TV. Ah, don't get your hopes up. Ah! Oh, my God! Don't look over there. Where's the emergency exit? I have to get out of here. What are you talking about? What's wrong? Yikes! Let me hide behind you. Don't let her see me. Who? What's going on? It's my ex. I'm going to sneak out of here and wait in the car. Your ex? You have an ex? You were married before? Why didn't I know about this? No, not my ex-wife. Well, then who? Some girlfriend from high school? No, not that kind of ex. Oh, no, she's coming this way. I'm going to hide out in the dog food section. I know she's allergic to dogs, so she'll never go over there. Nathan, why are you acting so crazy? Who is this woman, and why don't you want her to see you? It's my ex-hairdresser. I left her for another hairdresser five years ago. You found someone better and cheaper. So what? Things like that happen all the time. Why all this drama? Because I didn't shower this morning. My hair looks like crap. And? What do you mean, and? I can't let her see my hair like this. Then she'll think she's better than my new hairdresser. She'll think she won and I lost. Won and lost what? What kind of game are you playing with her? You're being ridiculous. Ah, she's coming! Quick, stand over there! I'm going to stick my head in the frozen vegetable freezer so she doesn't see me. Maybe it'll settle my hair down. Oh, hey, it's cold in here. Nathan, you've gone stark raving mad. Nobody cares what your hair looks like, least of all your ex-hairdresser. Did she go by yet? Can I pull my head out of here? I'm starting to get frostbite on my nose. Excuse me, sir. Can I get in there to get a bag of frozen broccoli? I can't get at it while you have your head in the way. Here you go, ma'am. Here's your broccoli. I'm doing maintenance on the freezer and I can't move. Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, Nathan, is that you? No, I don't know anyone named Nathan. I'm the frozen foods repair guy. Now, if you just continue on with your shopping, I can get back to yeah, my... Nathan, it is you. 
What happened to your hair? <laughs> it looks like crap. I told you you'd miss me. You save a few bucks on a new hairdresser and look what happens. It looks like you've got a clown wig on. <laughs> Thanks for the laugh. Wait till I tell the girls at the shop they never liked you anyway. Bye-bye, bozo. <laughs> I've never been so humiliated in my life. Well, you do look pretty stupid. Your nose is white and your hair is all sticking up and frozen. I'm just going to crawl the rest of the way into the freezer and die. Have them remove me and take me straight to the morgue. Out of there right now, Nathan. You are starting to attract a crowd. Okay. I need to warm up anyway. Oh, no! Now what? Hide me! There's my ex-practologist! Hello? Hello, son. Hi, Mom. What's up? Oh, nothing's up, sweetie. Just calling my favorite son. I'm your only son. <laughs> that joke never gets old. It has a few whiskers on it, Mom. Okay, fine. I just called to see how you're doing. Okay. What, is that a problem? No, no, of course not. Well, good, good. So how are you doing? I'm fine, Mom. I'm a little pressed for time. Oh, I know, I know. Your work always takes precedence over everything else. Mom, we've been over this a... How are you, Mom? I'm old. That's how I am. Not that you care. Age is something you can't change, Mom. I'm just a runaway train. We all are, Mom. It's how we handle our journey that matters. That's easy for you to say. You're young. It's all about attitude adjustment, Mom. Okay, okay, whatever you say. Are you getting together with the girls for Bridge Wednesday? Well, Marjorie Scout is acting up. She's not sure if she can make it. I could ask Ernestine to take her place, but you know how she is. Oh, yeah, sure. I wish you learned how to play bridge. Never interested me, Mom. You're so logical. It would have been a natural fit. Yeah, well... Although you're good with your hands, too. You used to fix everything for me. Um, is there something that needs fixing, Mom? Oh, no, no. What is it, Mom? I can tell in your voice. No, you're too busy. Okay, fine. The sink in the laundry room is leaking. Okay, I'll take a look at you it. You don't have to, dear. I know, but... After all, I'm only your mother. I said... I was in labor for 34 and a half hours with you, you know. You won't let me forget. Are you being disrespectful? Mom, please. I'm sorry. Fine, fine. The leak is not too big. I'm sure you can do it in five minutes. I'm sure I can. But you really don't have to. No problem. Just don't fall over the pile of clothes in there. Okay. I haven't been able to do the laundry for three weeks because that washing machine isn't working. I'll look at that, too. Oh, son, no. I'm, I'm inconveniencing you as it is. Mom, it's fine. I'll look at it. Just because I stayed up with you night after night when you had the whooping cough, the doctor said you wouldn't make it, but I fought for you. I'll look at the machine, Mom. Now, can I go finish my work? Uh, when are you coming? I'll be there tomorrow. Oh. Mom, I can't today. I have a deadline with these contracts I'm working on. Oh, fine. I'll just stay in bed then. What? Why? Well, the heat isn't working, but I can wait until tomorrow. Why don't you call a repairman? Well, I have you. Why should I pay for someone when I have my one and only handy son? <sighs> After all, who was the one who went into the principal's office and demanded that Mr. Swetsky, the math teacher, apologize to you for making fun of you in class? Okay, okay, just give me ten minutes. Oh, 
sweetie, you don't have to do this, you know. I'm only your mother. This next song that we are going to play for you is called Sassy. I wrote this song out of fun. At first, I wrote a couple of lyrics, and I wasn't going anywhere with it. I wasn't going anywhere with it because usually words have to have meaning for me. I can't write without some sort of point. So then I was in the recording studio with my music engineer, Dave Rice, and he responded to the lyric that I wrote. And then I responded to the lyric he wrote. And we went back and forth like this. So within a couple of hours, we created this song together. Any male part that you hear is by Dave Rice. He's the one singing that part, and I am the one、um, singing the other part. It's not singing, I understand. It's called rapping. Well, to me, rapping comes naturally because I love poetry and I understand the beat. So, this is my first time rapping with my guy, D Nice. Dave Rice, my sound engineer, here is the song Sassy. She's got what the guys want, she's got what it takes. She's the one who knows that, she's the one who brings. Oh, she's so sassy. Sassy girl, oh, she's so classy. She's got that curl. Never seen her phony, never seen her fake. Hasn't had a moment that's a make or break. Oh, she's so sassy. Sassy girl, oh, she's so classy. She's got that curl. Sassy eyes, sassy nose, sassy classy. Hold that pose. See her prance, see her dance, see her show her showgirl stance. What you gonna do now? What you gonna say? I just wanna be her in it.
rather be smart than date a lying cat. I heard pick up lines that could fill a wall a hundred times. I think I heard them all. Strong with men trying to pretend to be Lancelot at the bar at the end. For once I'd like to see a man for me who's smart, not cocky with a pedigree. Joseph, why are you still sitting there? We have to get busy. My brother will be here any minute and we need to get this place cleaned up right away. Now, Miriam, why don't you just settle down? We have plenty of time and I don't think Dexter will mind a little dust here and there. I sure don't. I know you don't. That's the problem. You don't care one bit if our house looks like a pigsty. Dexter is very particular about sanitary conditions of this place that he stays in. He has allergies and syndromes and disorders. Get busy! Time is running out! It's only been a few hours since I got up, so I'm still a little groggy. Maybe after a while, I'll be ready to do some work. Until then... I think I'll just sit here and contemplate the current options of my life. Let me explain the current options of your life. You can get up off your lazy butt and help me clean this place, or you can feel the imprint of both of my size nine feet back there. Let's get rolling, mister. Miriam, have you ever noticed how some trees have just a few leaves that stay on their branches all winter long? Even with spring just around the corner... Those leaves just hang on through snow and wind and rain. What is it about those leaves? What do they want? Leaves? Leaves? I don't know what I hear about leaves. The only leaves I care about are the leaves in the dining room table that are covered with dust. Get up and take care of that. Leaves. If this place doesn't look very spotless soon, I'll be the one who leaves. Once more, you've ruined a peaceful moment with your manic orders and threats. There's a world of peace waiting for you if you just take the time to let it settle into your mind. Joseph, no more peace. I hate peace. I can't stand it. Now get up and grab a dust rag. Oh, no. There he is. All this clutter. Dexter will have a fit. And how will that be any different than the other thousand times he's had a fit when he's been here? Dexter, so good to see you. Come on in. Joseph and I were just talking about you. Hello, Miriam. Hello, Joseph. Why is it so dusty in here? I'm already stuffed up and miserable, and this dust cloud is going to make me want to break out my oxygen tank. Hello to you, too, Dexter. If you just slow down and smell the roses, you'd feel a whole lot better. Smell the roses? I can't smell anything while it's dust around here. I'm going to gag up a hairball in a minute. My eyes are dripping and my mouth is drooling. Well, Dexter... Why don't you drool on the dining room table and then wipe it up with one of Miriam's dust cloths? Then I won't have to get up. Have you been looking at the leaves, Dexter? Miriam, didn't I warn you not to marry this guy? He's so slow. I may be slow, Dexter, but my eyes aren't dripping and my mouth isn't drooling. Joseph, what a terrible thing to say. Dexter has been beset with health issues his whole life, and your lackadaisical attitude has made a bad situation even worse. Why can't you operate at the same speed as the rest of the world? I'm not interested in the rest of the world. They're all raving and unhinged and hysterical, just like you two. What did they dump in the water where you were growing up that made you both such deranged lunatics? 
and no one's paying any attention to the leaves. Miriam, you have to take me to a hotel. A clean hotel. I can't stand to breathe in this contaminated atmosphere for a minute longer. Not to mention the foul company. Yeah, Miriam. Why don't you take Dexter down to the Valley Estate Suites down the street? I hear they have clean air, clean sheets, and clean windows. But you know what you see out of those clean windows? Other buildings and the parking lot and rush hour traffic. But no leaves. No leaves, Dexter. Is that the life you're making for yourself and your kin? Come on, Dexter. Let's get out of here. There's a frenetic, hectic, and intense world waiting for us out there. I can't wait. Hey, solitude and quiet. Yeah, now I can relax and have some fun. I'm going to put on some Led Zeppelin and find some NASCAR to watch. Where's the caffeine? Party! Hey, Barry. Oh, uh, hello, Davis. Fancy meeting you here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marilyn wanted me to get a haircut. Yeah? You are getting a little ragged around the edges there, Barry. She said that, too. She also wants me to dye my hair. Why? My gray makes her look old. I see. Yeah. So, uh, how was the play last night? Oh, it it was great. I never knew how engaging theater is. You don't get out much, do you, Barry? Well, this is my first theater experience. So tell me about it. Well... There was this mother and daughter. Yeah? And they were having a discussion about dating. See, the mother apparently was dating a man who was around her own daughter's age. Whoa. Yeah. And the daughter was dating a man who was around her father's age. Sticky situation. Tell me about it. Both were hot. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, the guys show up. You know, mom's younger guy, daughter's sugar dad. Uh Uh-huh. Well... At first, they were cordial, you know, having manners and the like. But then, the daughter started flirting with the young guy. Her mother's boyfriend? That's right. It was as plain as the nose on your face. You actually were looking at her nose? I never expected you to rise to such standards. Well, no, actually, you're right. My eyes were at a lower level. Davis, it was just a figure of speech. Keep up with me. Right. Well... You could tell the old guy was getting mighty uncomfortable. Jealous? Yeah, that too. Stop interrupting. Sorry. So he tries to pull the daughter away from the young guy, and the girl gets all snippy-like. So so guess what she does? She falls on the ground and throws a childish tantrum. No, she doesn't fall on the ground and throw a childish tantrum. That's a dumb guess. Sorry, I couldn't come up with anything better, Barry. She pulls off the old guy's toupee. What? Right in front of everybody. He was furious. So you know what he does? Am I supposed to answer that question? You're a regular Henny Youngman, you know that? That's what I've been told. Well, get this. The old man is so furious, he goes up to his girlfriend's mother and plants a giant smooch right on her kisser. Whoa. It was chaos after that, let me tell you. That's some play. What was the name of it? That wasn't the play. That was what happened in the lobby during intermission. What? Yeah, I don't know about the play. I fell asleep during all three acts. You're something. You know that, Barry? Yeah, well, now I want you to tell me one thing, Davis. What's that, Barry? You think I'd look good as a blonde?
Hear Me Sigh was exactly the emotion I went through when I was listening to a news story, and it made me upset because people are making judgments without knowing who the other person is. Yes, there are bad people out there. Yes, there are bad groups out there. But one bad apple gives a bad reputation to the rest of the bunch. And without knowing the facts, people jump to conclusions. So I sigh. And the words just poured out of me. As soon as the words poured out, the melody came with it. This is one of those songs that almost came out simultaneously. Words and melody together. <sighs> Hear me sigh. gone mad so have I we have our 
Stevens, you have the final finance report for McKinley and Fines? Almost done, sir. I'll have it on your desk within an hour. You have it on my desk in 15 minutes, or you'll be standing in the unemployment line, Stevens. Yes, sir. Dorothy, where's my coffee? On your desk, sir. This is not double mocha espresso with low soy. I'm sorry, sir. My mistake. I'll get you Leave it! Just leave it! Did you finish the Crandall account? Yes, sir. It's on your desk, sir. Next to the Winby account you asked for ten minutes ago. Good. Good. Anything else, sir? No. Go back to work on the Steinbrecher account. Have it on my desk in the morning by 914 sharp. Yes, sir. Oh, no, 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 no! Stevens! Sir. What's this? A piece of paper, sir. I know it's a piece of paper, Stevens, but why is it here? Uh, I don't know, sir. You don't know? You don't know? This, Stevens, is the Broomfleckenberger form that was filled out yesterday. Broomfleckenberger? Broomfleckenberger. Yesterday. Still on my desk. Ring a bell? Broomflecken... Oh. File it, Stevens. Move! Yes, sir, boss. Sorry, boss. Sir, your mother's on line one. You're standing there like a Steuben statue. What do you want? I, uh, need to go to the ladies' room. Five minutes! Move! Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. What's wrong with these people? Hello, Mom. Hello, Melville, sweetie. How is my baby boy today? Oh, Mommy, I'm surrounded by idiots. Oh, honey, is there something Mommy can do to make it better? I don't know. Well, I'm making your favorite meal tonight. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. With lots of creamy butter? With lots of creamy butter. And for dessert, I bought chocolate marshmallow ice cream. With tutti-frutti sprinkles on top? Of oh, boy. Um, what about Mary? What about Mary? Can I bring her, too? You do what you want, Melville. I'm only your mother. But we are sort of engaged. She's a vegetarian. Oh, that's true. I'm sure she has salad at home. Okay, Mommy. Six o'clock, then? I'll be there. That's a good boy. Then we can discuss how you can kick a little keister at the office tomorrow. Oh, boy. You're the best. Love you. Love you more, baby. See you soon. Stevens! McKinley Finance Report! My desk now! Honey, are you almost ready? Yes, I guess so. I just got the casserole out of the oven and the table is all set. Good. You know, I'm not looking forward to this. Well, why not? Well, I'm meeting your boss for the first time. I know. He and his partner are nice people. Oh, I know. I just want to make a good impression. Well, thanks for inviting them. You know, this promotion means a lot to me. I know that, honey. That's why I agreed to this dinner in the first place. I just hope your boss likes it. Ben will love your cooking. Don't worry. Oh, here they are. Good? Good. Hi. Hello. Honey, I'd like you to meet my boss, Ben Dover. Ben, this is my wife, Sonny. Ben Dover? <laughs> uh, I've heard so much about you. Good, I hope. Well, I heard a lot of nice things about you, too. May I introduce my partner, Anita Wanaman. I'm sorry? Anita Wanaman. <laughs> Anita Wanaman, uh, it's nice to meet you. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for inviting us. Uh, uh, why don't you have a seat? Uh, can I get you to a, a martini, a salty chihuahua, a barking spider? Um, 
Just a gin. Neat. A martini. With gin, please. And two pearl onions. I'll help get the drinks, dear. Will you excuse me? Sure. What is the matter with you? What could possibly be so funny that you have to embarrass me? Bend over? Anita want a man? What about bend over and Anita want a man? Don't you hear it? Hear what? Never mind. You take out these two drinks. I made the usual cosmos for us. Here, Here we, we are. are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mmm, oh, very good. Delicious. Certainly hits the spot. I'm sorry? Uh, what spot did you hit? Oh, my bad. I meant, um... You know, uh, it is great that you came by here tonight. Sonny made her famous casserole. Oh, that's wonderful. When did you have it published? Uh, when did I have what published? Your casserole recipe. You said it was famous. Oh, no, not that famous. I just do what my mother told me. It really is a piece of cake. What is? Uh, the, the casserole. I never heard of casseroles being cake. Is it sweet? No. Uh, uh, say, did you know that McConnell called today? He said he may make us an offer on the property at Elm and Third. Is that a fact? I am so proud of my Sam. He never missed the boat when it comes to sails. He is so on the ball. Why in the world would you be sitting on a ball, Sam? Ben, I sit on a ball all the time at work. It's good for the back. Forces your posture to be straight. But that still doesn't explain the boat. Uh, Sam, why don't you help me in the kitchen so we can have dinner? Now? No time like the present. Uh, Excuse us, please. You're excused. What is your problem? Can't you hear what's going on out there? Yes. You're embarrassing me with your boats and balls. I'm embarrassing you. These people take everything I say literally. No, they aren't. Oh, my gosh. Are you blind? No, I can see perfectly well. You're one of them. What are you talking about? An alien from outer space. I was born in Wichita. Let's just eat. Behave yourself. Fine. Here we are. Dinner. This meal is delicious. Yes, very good. Oh, thank you. Did you happen to visit the new designer outlet mall that opened up off Exit 70? Oh, gosh, yes. Great stores, but some of the merchandise costs an arm and a leg. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Why would anyone want to do that? No way. You are not taking me seriously. Really? Lady, you are not playing with a full deck. Honey. I always play with 52 cards. And what does that have to do with dismembering people for merchandise? Oh, my gosh. That is the last straw. You're off your rocker, lady. Elvis is leaving the building. What are you saying? There's no rocking chair here or straw. And how can Elvis leave? He's dead. Oh, This is outrageous, Sam. Your wife's out of control. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what's come into her. You know what, Anita Wantaman, Ben Dover? You two are as sharp as a marble and two fries short of a Happy Meal. Well, pick up your things in the office Monday morning, Sam. You're fired. Sir. Come on, Anita. Let's get out of this place. Goodbye. What just happened? Don't sweat it, Sam. You may just burn a brain cell. I'm hitting the sack.
The last song we are playing for you today is a song I need to hear almost on a daily basis. It's called Find Hope. And I wrote this song because that's exactly what I need, is to find hope day by day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, just today. So I want to lead out with this song because it makes me happy. And it makes me know that today is a day I'm living for, and I'm giving myself up to find hope. You will find these and all my other songs on iTunes under Bree Harvey's songs. You can download them for free so far until I decide to sell them. But what I would like in return is for you to comment. Uh, it would be nice to hear back, not just for my songs, but also for my show. We need reviews. We need to know what you think. We need to know you're out there. I know you are listening because I keep hearing you are. So please talk to me through my show. You can always leave a message or go online to our podcast and leave a review today. This is Bree Harvey signing out with Find Hope. I hope you find hope yourself today. We'll see you on the radio next week. Sometimes I feel so lost, I can't see you. My heart has gone so numb, I can't feel you. My life without your presence is so useless too. My world's turned on its axis and I need you. There are times that I am lost, I can't talk to you. There are moments in my life that you guide me through. Your inspiration helps me lose the pain it brings. Your kindness gives me power to spread my wings You're the one who guides my soul You're the one who makes me whole You're my love, you make my life worthwhile Oh, won't you take my hand and help me take a stand to live With hope once again there are times I know you're there for I feel your heart When I feel my face, I feel my blush and start My life without your presence makes my soul so sad Don't leave me now, for I will go mad They say your love is boundless and I know that now I know that I can't hurt you, but I hurt somehow Oh, let me say I love you, please don't let me go Let me say I'm sorry, you just have to Oh, won't you take my hand and help me take a stand?
Well, folks, that's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I am always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout-out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.